I am so excited to bring you this episode today because as I record, I am sitting in the most beautiful vacation home on the shore of Lake Michigan with the most incredible view. And I brought my microphone with me in case I felt that inspiration to record while I'm up here, which I feel right now. So today's episode is all about how to plan for a visionary retreat designed to take you up and out of the weeds of your business and into either a mental and or physical space location like this house I'm in, where you can dream and envision and create and plan for the future of your business, your company, and your life. So I'm going to walk you through what it looks like for me because I'm coming to the close of my visionary retreat why I chose this specific place, and the power that comes from an experience like this for both forward momentum, reconnected vision and mission, and a fire that's, man, it's hard to put out. Okay, let's get to the show. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. So leading up to this experience, I'm going to be totally transparent and share kind of the more vulnerable side, although I'm really great at helping other people grow and scale their business and build in freedom of time and to be present with their families. It doesn't mean that I'm immune to having those struggles myself. So leading up to this little getaway, I was feeling really spread thin. I was having a lot of my health issues kind of flare up on me with my adrenal fatigue, just feeling drained. And I noticed a shift, and this is usually a symptom where I know now I have the tools in my tool belt to implement what I need to do to change this, but I was starting to feel this shift from being a leader and leading to managing, putting out fires, um, planning things by the quarter or even just by the year when I know I'm made to plan things by three, five, ten years because that's what keeps me in that visionary role, forward thinking and innovating. So those were some of the things that were coming up for me. So that's why I have this safety net to bring me back up to the flyover zone of my business, that true CEO role where I can see what's going on currently, but also see off into the distance in order to just keep me in that sweet spot that only I can be in, which is casting vision and knowing where we're going as a company and how we're growing And picture the things that haven't come to fruition yet or the things that are on my heart that I want to breathe life into that are just kind of living as one of my million crazy ideas or the things that need evolution or growth within the company, within the team, within myself. I mean, those are things that you have to hit pause 
and not be in the worker role in order to see those things with clarity. Now, I don't go leaving my family for four days at a time on the reg. Like I build in regular white space into my calendar weekly to be able to do this process, but it's just so different when you step away from your home because even if I were like, okay, I'm not going in my office today. I'm going to just be a visionary. Well, I have three little kids and a husband and a dog and chickens and the farm and all these things that dishes that need to be done and laundry. And like, I just can't focus on being a visionary when I'm in the weeds of my life. So this was a bigger one for me because it was a little bit longer than normal and it was away from home. Sometimes I'll take off for the day and then come home, but I really had major, major things that I've been scribbling into notebooks for a while that we're going to develop and monetize and create and use to serve this new community really, really well. And I couldn't just keep scribbling down the ideas. It was time to develop. So the reason I chose this specific location was it's just personal to me. I was up in Door County, which I've never been there. So this isn't it wasn't personal to me in terms of the physical location, although many people call it the Cape Cod of the Midwest. <laughs> and I wasn't totally sold. I'm an ocean girl, so anytime someone tries to tell me something's like the beach but doesn't have an ocean, I ain't buying. But what I did want to do was go somewhere where there was water because I am super connected to big bodies of water. I know it sounds silly, but that's a really inspiring place for me where was there was the natural sound of waves. Now, the fact that this lake is so freaking large, you Midwesterners are listening to this like, yeah, no kidding. This is old news. But for a girl that grew up going to the ocean, there are waves on the, the lake and it's very weird and they're very consistent, but I wanted that sound. I just know where I get inspired. The weather was amazing. This is like the perfect time to be going up north in Wisconsin where the leaves are changing and it's still warm and comfortable where I could work outside. I love doing this visionary process where I can be somewhere where I can actually be sitting outside versus trapped indoors. I wanted something that was quiet and tranquil where there wasn't going to be the sound of like neighbors partying or being in a hotel where I could hear people below or above me. And I just, I know me and I know what makes me inspired. So this is where I wanted to go. I also loved the idea that although 95% of the time I was going to be isolating myself on purpose. So I wanted the house to be really nice in case I was inside. And I just wanted to feel that beautiful space. But I also wanted to be somewhere where there were cute little towns and coffee shops and and nice restaurants where I could go get a bite to eat and I wouldn't be spending time cooking, even though I really like cooking. That wasn't the purpose of this particular adventure. So I'm going to go into what I brought, how to set it up, my actual process, the things I'm looking at and considering and developing all of that stuff in a minute. But I also want to really drive home the purpose of this. So then when you start your own business, when you are an entrepreneur, even when you find really high levels of success, if you continue to just ride out that wave without actual scheduled times to sit, stop, and visualize what's coming next, you're going to hit those ceilings. It's going to show up in financial plateaus. It's going to show up in fulfillment plateaus. It's going to show up in other areas of your life, like your health or within your family. So that's why it's so critical. You can't say, oh, CEO life, and I'm a CEO, and I'm a founder, if you're not willing to take on the actual behaviors of a CEO or a founder. If you are still doing all the things all the time in perpetuity with no vision and roadmap of how it's going to roll out, if you're still operating with the same 
way of thinking where you're like, I'm a visionary and I cast a vision and then I get to work or I set these random goals for the year. That is not how the incredible leaders that we all admire get to the insane levels of both business and personal success that we look on with our mouths, jaws hitting the floor. They didn't get there by chance. They didn't get there by hard work alone. They didn't even get there by casting this incredible vision and just getting to it and setting some goals along the way. They took the time to really evaluate because the vision can evolve because you are evolving. The goals can change based on what the market's saying, what you feel. So much of these four days for me were to, you know, we launched our new company within the last year. We launched this new podcast. We launched new offerings. We filled them. Then we were in contact with the people within our new programs, like our high-level incubator, these really successful entrepreneurs. And then we were having people tune in and listening to our Raising Luminaries episode and giving feedback. We were learning in real time, okay, this is really what people need. And then God places on my heart what I'm called to next. It might be something totally different than what I thought it was going to be. So I need those times to sit and evaluate and be a visionary, to look at what's working and what's not, to be able to take ownership of the aspects of my business where I feel like I can do better or grow or what what are the gaps? How do, how do I fill those gaps to ensure we get to where we're going? So this was such a both cathartic and incredibly exciting and amazing four days. I don't know how I hate that word. It's so like feels so silly, but trivial, but it's not like I'm telling you, it was amazing. Goosebumps over and over, just getting emotional about what's yet to come in the best possible way. So now let me walk you through kind of the process, what I do and all that jazz. I'm not a super structured person, so you're not going to get like a spreadsheet with every last detail. This is just me sharing a behind the scenes of the experience I'm closing up right now and will ultimately have over and over throughout the course of my life. So what I brought with me I didn't overpack. As far as during the day, it was really comfortable clothes and stuff. I could sit outside and be warm enough if there was a cool breeze or sit and get a tan if there was a tan. So I brought really comfortable clothes and then a couple outfits where if I wanted to be in civilization, I could throw on a pair of jeans and a button down, go out and get some dinner. I brought two books for two different categories of my business that I'm focusing on. So I brought Uh, A book I'm currently reading around raising children and raising successful children. And then I brought a book around leadership that I'm reading because those are the two things that my offerings and the development of my company are focused on. I brought my journal so that I could sit down and really capture the experience and capture the emotions that you feel in the process. I think sometimes we get so tactical and so focused and we forget to capture those feelings that come with it. And then we act surprised when it happens again and again and again. But this allows me to go back and see the emotional roller coaster that is entrepreneurship and parenthood combined into one thing. I brought a notebook with me with plenty of writing space, my microphone in case a moment like this came to be, which it did, and music that I knew I'd want to listen to. And you know me, I'm a whiteboard girl. I brought multiple whiteboards and that's where I did the bulk of my work. So I would do sketch out ideas so I could erase easily and just kind of brain dump on the whiteboards. I'd take a picture of it. I created a folder on my phone that was Luminary Leadership Co. brain dump and it's a shared folder so I could share it with my team as I went. I'd capture the images of the whiteboards so then I could erase them and keep developing whatever it is I was working on. So those were my my key tools and I brought 
a bunch of healthy food. Now, the cool thing about going to an Airbnb is it's totally void of all food. So that meant the only things that I allowed in that space were things that were going to fuel my brain. I didn't want any processed foods, any sugars that were going to make me sluggish. I didn't want anything that was going to make me feel like I had to take a half a day nap when I was there to be productive and and inspired. So it was only things that was going to fuel my body, including wine. But that is rare for me because that doesn't really work well for me these days. So I bring my dry farm wines because at least it doesn't have any of the junk in it. All right. So the way I set it up was going into it, my team was well aware that this was coming down the pike. They were excited about it. They're like, go off into the sunset and then come back with all the brilliant ideas. And they they were excited for me and they protected me in the process. They cleared my schedule. They made sure nothing could get on it. And they knew that the days after I got back weren't going to be a hit the ground running with the team kind of day because I needed some time to process and bring it to my team and all of that. So there were no calls on the calendar. So that way there was no like, oh, it's just one call. I can do a quick call. If there's one call, it's taking you out of your state of flow and shifting your focus somewhere else. And this is so much about putting your focus where it's intended to be for this short period of time. There were no team contact moments. So They knew I don't do brain surgery. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm not a brain surgeon. Therefore, almost nothing I do is absolutely urgent. And plus, I have an amazing team that is fully capable and totally trusted to handle everything without me present. I shut off all my Slack notifications. There was no email on my phone, nothing that could ding or pop up at me or just even make me in a peripheral sense, look to my phone. I didn't want anything that was going to distract me. And my operations director knew that if there, for some reason, something crazy happened, which it wasn't going to because of how we planned out the schedule around this time, she'd just call me. She'd text me. And that never happened because there's no reason that it should. So the other thing for me is I know there, because this is geared towards many people who are entrepreneurs and parents and pulled and called to both of those things. There are going to be plenty of people listening thinking, well, I feel guilty taking four days to just go do or one day or whatever it is you feel guilty about away from my kids. My kids and my husband were as excited about this as me. They knew that I was going away to produce something that is directly in line with the vision for where our family is going. Now, They were excited about it and they knew that because we talk about it all the time. We've done the True North exercise. They know what I'm called to and they know they're they're active participants in this mission. So it wasn't like, oh, mom's just going to take this. It was I'm coming home with something tangible that is going to shift our future in the most positive way and allow us to serve at a higher level. So it felt really good to me to coordinate this with my husband so that he didn't have anything on his calendar for for those four days. And he looked at it like an awesome opportunity to, to really bond with the kids without mom present. So that was awesome. Like that guilt, I had to let go of that because ultimately this is you know, this is our family's livelihood. This is what we do. And they're totally invested in this mission. So much of the work we do is about the family, not just our family, but the family, the functional entrepreneurial family and helping people come back to those roots. So all that to say, if you feel like you'd have that guilt or you're not sure, or you're scared, or you don't know how your spouse will react, that tells me you haven't done the True North workbook, which is free and available for you to help build that foundation. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com 
com forward slash true north and do the freaking exercise. I'm going to say that on every episode. Do the freaking exercise because it's going to allow this kind of thing to come to fruition in your life and in your world. All right. So the other thing was my husband, aside from being excited for me to do this and taking the time off, he felt involved in the process because throughout I would catch him up on the day's activities. I would help him see that this wasn't just me getting away for like a creative writing experience. This was, he was helping me develop the ideas. Like sometimes I needed someone to talk it through with. So I'd call him at night. I didn't want to break my flow or have outside influence as I was in the development stage, but I'd call him at night and I'd bounce it off him. And he was so excited. He could see it with me. So include your family in the process. Okay, so one of the most critical pieces, and all right, let me start with the biggest mistake. I think one of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs and small business owners make is that they plan by the quarter or by the calendar year. Enlighten me. What happens on December 31st that like everything shuts down and we have to start over on the first? I think it's ridiculous. I think it's short-sighted. I think it lacks leadership. I think it's going to slow you down. And I think it limits possibility. So everything I do is at least with three years in mind, if not upwards of 10, of like when I'll launch future things and when this event will take off and how many people will have at this event versus that event in 2023. I had the space on my whiteboards and I literally built out yearly calendars going into the future so that I could see this rolling plan for our future, not what's happening for the next three months of the year. And I strongly encourage everybody to do something very similar to that even when you're planning stuff with your family, like look ahead. This is not, you don't develop in chunks. You develop in this rolling up and down, beautiful roadmap into your future. And you have to plan for that. I also, at the very beginning, I sat down. One of the first things I did after I drew out my calendars so I could ultimately mark up the years of general timelines of when I thought stuff would, our team would put energy into these specific things. Cause that also allows you to, I don't know if you're like me, but I have one bajillion, approximately one bajillion ideas a day. If I came back to my team with one bajillion, well, actually it would be like four bajillion ideas because I have one bajillion a day and I was there for four days. And I just dumped those four bajillion ideas on my team and I wanted them all done now because I'm an Enneagram three. Of course I want them all done now. And I didn't take the time to say, how do these build on each other? How do these roll out? Okay, we can't launch this here because I'm taking August off and I don't want the team busting their butt in July and August. I want them to be with their families or, all right, can't launch this in the new year unless we want to be working, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and we don't want that. So if I'm not like a visionary enough to see how my choices and my ideas and my timelines affect everybody involved in the process, myself included, my family included, I'm just coming back with all these ideas and vomiting them all over my team, which just adds to the stress. So I created my focal buckets, right? Like what are the top things that I need to come away from these four days with? And I only wanted to put my energy there. I could redo a nurture sequence and I could update the website and I could do a sales page, but I this was not a weekend in the weeds. This was a weekend at 30,000 feet. So or a couple days, not a weekend. So my the whole point was I had to look at what are the big bucket things that I need to focus on. Now, one was offers. I knew I was going to be coming out of this experience with additional offerings that were going to serve my audience, you guys, based on what you've been telling me you want, what you're ready to dive into and where, what's lacking for you and what your desires are. So offerings. 
with that comes, you know, looking at those calendars and saying, all right, when are launches and dates with these offerings? The second thing were events. Now, I can't give you the detail on this, but there's an event coming. And if you are an entrepreneurial parent, a founder family, right, an entrepreneurial family, keep a close eye on this podcast and my social media, because if you blink, you will miss it. And this event is going to be super exclusive because of the capacity of it. But anyway, I digress. Events are coming into the pipeline. Time off, holidays, the mapped out seasons that I talked about in the previous episodes, where I don't want it just to be what I stumble and trip into for the next season of my life. I want to be able to look at that. So I was very intentional saying, okay, let's look at over these next five years where I want breaks, where I want a season of rest, where I want a season of family, where I want a season of launch, where I want a season of growth, and map things out accordingly. I don't like to work in July and August, at least not in a capacity where I'm responsible to show up at a specific time for something or someone. I work because I'm a creative and I love creating, but I want to do it on my own clock when I feel inspired. And July and August is kind of my time to do that. So therefore, I'm not going to do things that require me and or the team to bust our buns in July and August. Or if something is going to be launching soon after that, what do we need to build in in the spring to get everything done so far ahead of time that we can still take that time? Okay, I also knew I needed time to rework the vision, to really write. I, I'm a writer, so I have to sit down and I have to write stuff. My t- <laughs> my mastermind members know this because they'll ask me a question of how to tweak something. I'll be like, hold on, I got to write it down. And that's how it kind of just bypasses the middleman of my mouth and I get it down onto paper or a whiteboard and I can see it. It comes to life for me. So I knew I needed time to write and work on the vision for the company and for our lives. Because like I said, if I'm evolving, the vision should be evolving too. And then I needed to look at the essence of each offer or thing I'd be bringing back to the team and be able to galvanize them around that mission and explain why and be open to their feedback. Okay, that's a great idea, Liz, but that's not happening till 2023. Or, okay, that's fine, but we're going to have to hire these people to, to make that happen based on our current capacity. And then the final bucket for me just personally was tweaking my messaging. I knew there was something missing and I finally hit the nail on the head. I know exactly whose lives were changing in this process and how to serve them, but it wasn't fully clear to me yet. And I wanted to play with that. Then I wanted to look at team culture. Is there anything that needs to change there? So then you can, once you flesh out the big picture stuff, you can say, all right, now what are the gaps? All right, this offering I'm bringing to life or this event, for example. All right, we're going to have to hire an events team and we're going to have, so I, I look at what's missing from the current company, the current company as it exists today that we will need to be able to breathe life into this vision. vision. Now, I don't go crazy with that because that's, what my team is really good at. They're the details people. My ops director, my ops assistant, they're the ones that I bring it to and I say, I think these are the gaps. And then they go in and they project management the thing. They they tweak it and they play with it. But I really use the first few days to just process, to think, to dream, to brain dump. And then I really boil it down so that it makes sense. I knew also, and this is just something to note, maybe you're not like this, but I knew physically because of the health stuff I'm navigating and mentally, it wouldn't be best for me to just come home, you know, because I was there from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If I came home and I had meetings starting Thursday and Friday, 
I just knew that that wasn't going to be the best thing for me. I have to, I just was coming home, remember, with four bajillion ideas. I had to boil them down and process them and figure out the order of them and ultimately bring them to my team. I had to meet with my ops director first because she's my filter. She's my friend. She's been with me for six years. She's the one I can go to and be like, okay, am I crazy? Which of these are viable? What do you think? And I can tell by the look on her face whether we've got something or not. So that's why I went to second only to my husband, who I sat down with and painted this picture with. And then I had to meet with the team and say, okay, this is what I'm thinking, what I think needs to be done, how we're going to develop this. Now I'm giving you how I've done this in the past, and this is my plan for going back this time as well. But I've built in my next few days when I get home will not have a ton of meetings. And then the first meetings I have are with my team, are with my ops director, just like I described in previous times when I've come back, I've met with them, I've met with my husband, and that's the initial process. So build in those buffer days for yourself. I know that I I will need them when I go home. So everything starts high level. I boil it down as much as I can based on my skill sets and my gifts and as much as I feel like I need to. So by the time it gets to my project management and ops teams, they're taking the ball and running. They're devising a plan. These things can't remain as dreams or big picture ideas. That's not the goal of this. It needs to exist in reality. Deliverables, timelines, gaps, needs, hires, financial commitments, all that stuff. Now, you don't have to come up with every byline and detail. I'm not writing sales page copy. I'm not knowing when every date of when everything is going to happen, but it's enough that the team has stuff that they can work with. This wasn't a goal setting experience for me. It wasn't about envisioning the beach house I was going to get or the financial goal we're going to hit this year. This for me, and there are times where that's appropriate, but this for me was about what am I being called to next? What am I being called to create? What gap am I filling aligned with my purpose? And then what's the how of it all? Like, how am I breathing life into it? What does that look like? That was the envisioning process. This wasn't, I wasn't sitting down with magazines and cutting out pictures of beautiful homes and vacations that we were going to go on. Those are reserved for other times. This was the creative process. This was the visionary retreat process for me. And I wanted to gift that to you guys. But ultimately, you have to make it look how it will work best for you. So think through before you go into it what it would look like. And then talk to your team and find those dates in the calendar that you can sneak away and do this. Like I said before, I've talked about this plenty of times prior, but ultimately you've got to create that white space. It's not just going to happen. There's never going to be a moment where you're like, oh, I have nothing to do today. Doesn't exist. You've got to carve it out. And it is as important as all the other meetings and all the other sales calls and all the other things that you're doing and creating and fires you're putting out, this is just as critical, if not more so, because if you don't see the vision for where this is going, nobody else will for you and you will hit your ceilings in the growth process, both from a financial business perspective and from a personal perspective, and your family will feel the ripple effect of that. So There are different kinds of visionary retreats. This one for me was more about the creation, the stuff within the company, the stuff relevant to and the mission that's bigger than just me. I hope you go on to create the most amazing visionary retreat. And when you do, will you please take pictures and tag me? I want to see you guys in your spaces, even if it's starting with two hours next week, two hours next week in your own home. 
not at your desk with all the other stuff. Maybe you go find a quiet spot in your house that isn't where you typically work, or you go to a cafe, get out of your typical environment, and just give yourself that space to dream. Maybe it's not realistic to take days away. That's totally fine. It's not an excuse not to do this process in whatever way you can. So take a picture of your visionary retreat, even if it's in your hammock in your backyard. Take a picture and tag me on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. I want to celebrate the fact that you're really elevating into that CEO role. You might be a multi-million dollar earner and not doing this. It's time. It's go time. Let's make it happen. I can't wait to see where you guys take your visionary retreats. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. We pick a luminary each week from our social posts. So if you want to be entered into our luminary of the week drawing, then comment, save, and share the Instagram post from this episode. We want to lead and spoil you. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.